One. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Back here again with Devin, our guest from last cast. Yes, I, yes, I am. This is Devin. Um, so Josh, um, what is the topic today, man? The topic today is effects on bad experience, bad group homes, bad. Really, every bad experience in foster care. So, like, I know, uh, I know you had a couple bad experiences. If yeah, correct I me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're right. You're 100 percent right on that one. As my story goes, so within foster care, you know, the kids go to different group homes, and you know, they get beat up, they get jumped, they stabbed, don't do anything. Like me and Josh, you know, we were in a group home together, and there's a couple of kids that um just about I would say jumped me. And the Devro people didn't let me press charges. So therefore, I walked away and, you know, was thinking suicidal. And I had really bad depression because of what they didn't care. They didn't care of how I was treated or how I was treated or how anything, really. They just cared about the money and they didn't care about nobody else. I'm going to be honest with y'all. There was other kids in there that they were favorited. Um, and you can, uh, you can uh, Josh, you can, you can agree with me on that one. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. But I also have one other thing to interrupt about go ahead this is just a train of thought but not a train of thought but out there question go ahead why did the group home press charges on you or anything happen like that well the group i don't know i don't know if that's specifically what they did but when uh, when this one of the, the apparently paid clients there, um, he went to go, he just kept, because I have really bad anger issues and I'm a, I'm a special needs, I'm autistic, ADHD, I'm disabled, like I said. Well, this kid's decided to pick on me and call me names and my mom names. I was like, dude, I've warned and you, and Josh, you can, you can hear me out. You see, you heard me say it before. I don't know if yes, you were there. Yes, I did. You, I told him before you even left, I told him, Almost that week straight before you left to stop to stop calling my names about my mom or I'm gonna hit you. He in, 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 am I right or am I wrong? You're definitely right. And then, and then they started talking about my parents too. And I say, you know what, Josh? And if nobody's not gonna handle this and the staff don't care and they're not looking, I'm gonna go in his room and beat them up. Exactly. So I come in the room and he goes to try to swing on, or he goes and tries to get in my face. So I get in my room, I push him. Oh no, I start hitting him in his face. And he can't do nothing because I got him out right on point because I told him several times to stop talking about my mom because you know how people like try to joke around or like they try to pick yeah. on about your mom. They think they can get you. And then, and of I was course, like, why don't you Devin, do that? I'm sorry, repeat that. Of course, with you also, you gave him plenty of warnings. Like, exactly. I gave him plenty of warnings and I told him, stop talking. And I gave him three strikes for over a week. And I was like, well, if nobody else is going to fight him, then I'm going to fight him. And I'm not going to, I don't told, care if I'm going to. And I told and you told him, the staff and everything. Like, the staff didn't care. So therefore, I went in the room, hit him a couple times in his face. He got me in some kind of headlock. He said, all he did was he get no hits. And you can ask one of my friends, Ethan, you can ask, Josh, they don't think saw it. He wasn't there for it. I was not, unfortunately. Was not there but I it, wish I was. Tell me about it. So you can ask Ethan. Ethan had he, dude. It was bad. Like I mean, when I got mad, it turned to the point where I almost broke his jaw. Like if I hit a couple times in his face. Anywho, well, that was the old me. 
and I'm 18 now, like I said, I'm out of foster care, trying to do get back an extended foster care after they tried to opt me out and say I didn't sign the papers, and they said I signed the papers for opt-out. Anyway, let's to say, the story says, so what happened was after I hit him, he got me in a headlock, tried to pull my hair, he got no hits in. I Sorry for the background noise, my apologies, guys. I'm at my friend's house, and I kept uppercutting him in the face to get him off. And when he gets back up, I cock my fist back. So I hit him so hard to where he does a 360 and hit, lands on his bed. He tries to get back up. He's just trying to shake his – he's wobbling. I was like, dude, just shit down. You already lost that fight. And then he, then I push him down, and then he just sits on his bed and didn't do nothing. Then he goes and snitches on us. And the cop, well, no, the cops didn't come in until after I got him and after he got – after they, he pressed charges. But I didn't go to JDC. I got my battle in. And then while I'm Baker acted at a mental institution because of what, why I cut and stuff because I, I got tired of that place of them abusing me there. Yes, they abuse you there, honestly. At Never in Orlando, they do abuse you very badly to the point where you want to cut. And they you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is because it's ridiculous. you can ask Josh that they put me in so much restraints. I've swung on a couple of staff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the background. My excuse my friend, you know, he's playing his video games, but um, it's just with the row up in uh, Orlando wish area. It's, it's terrible. Really I, best because it's not at all. Um, honestly, the only group home I would say is the best was, Really, none of them. I've been to Crosswinds. That was terrible. I got uh, I was no smoking group home is my, good. I was, I was smoking marijuana on the property. I got kicked off the property. I can't go back there. But um, then after that, after that, um, I got um, yeah. After I got kicked out the property, it wouldn't let me back. So then I went to to. After I left there, I went to Deborah and Titus, not Titus, but Orlando, and then I went to Sip. After a couple months, I went to Titusville, got kicked out of Titusville, had an option to stay at the other group home in, uh, somewhere in Kissimmee or something, I don't know, for two weeks. And then after that, I went to RDC. I could have stayed there and I got out like that. But no, I had my stupidness, my stupid stuff went in, went into RGC and I was in there. Guess how long I've been in that program for? Both sipping on um, RGC. Three years. years. Three years, bro. Three years of not letting, get, not contact, not them, not letting you contact your family, not anybody caring about you or nothing. You had no, I had no family. That's no the only family. issue now, Devin. Yeah. Now I, now I have They don't care. They just care for the money. Now, I'm going to be honest. The Crosslands people, I've had some people favorite the heck out of me, man. Miss Robinson, I give her tops for that. Props. Give her number one. She's like a grandmother to me, an auntie or a grandmother to me. You know, she had great kids of her own. I miss that lady so much. She's helped me through so much. Like, listen, she'd spoil the hell out of me. Excuse my language, but she would spoil me, bro. Like, any snacks I would ask under, like, after night, you're not supposed to ask for anything sweet. I'd be like, yo, slide me some snacks. She's like, all right, I got you. She was cool as heck. Um, and then um, after that, um, another staff was cool with me, you know, Mr. Josh. Dude, it was my dog, bro. It was my best friend. You know, me and him go way back. He's been trying, he was trying to get me in shape and everything, you know. I didn't listen. I just kept eating because I was stressed and depressed. So I got really fat over a while. I was at least, by the time I got out of crosswinds, I was like almost 300 pounds. Now I'm 240-something with just muscle and a little bit of fat. You know, I still look a little chubby. But I got, listen, I'm 
started building up muscle. And I can take when I'm fighting. When I was younger, about 15, 16, my brother was about about me and brother were same. My my brother was the same height. My my adopted brother, sorry, he's not adopted. I'm adopted from his mom, which is my best friend when we were younger. But um, yeah, so so like I said, um, me and him go way back. You know, me and my brother have been like close, close since we were little. And me and him are both on the spectrum. He's got Asperger's autism. I have autism. Don't know what kind, but they've diagnosed me with two types of autism. It's weird because there's different varieties of autism. There's low functioning, which is they can they verbal can't some can be nonverbal, some can like speak a little bit. There's high functioning like me, where you're speaking normal, you look normal, you don't look like you're autistic, they wouldn't notice you that you're autistic unless you have a different type of autism. And then there's nonverbal autism to where they're like handicapped or people say retarded, which I don't like that word at all. So I'm not even gonna use that word. I'll just say handicap, which is better because. Honestly, there's some kids out there that cannot walk, and they, they could, like, like I said, my little buddy Dakota, you know, this kid was in, he's a handicapped wheelchair. He was autistic. That was my buddy, bro. Man, me and him, I'd help him out with everything. I didn't care what it was. It, I used to be a bully to some of the special needs kids in my old school. Uh, that was Fairgland Elementary, because the kids at my school, that was, they bullied me and picked on me, either because I was hey, overweight. Devin. Yeah, what's up? Sorry to interrupt, but... I just looked up how many cases of autism are there. That's a lot. There's, there's like but there's a lot of there's a lot of cases of autistic people. Like but like three, I was three, saying seven seven nine five. It's a lot of cases, man. But can I uh, may I continue? Yes, yeah, sorry. I just okay. wanted to put that out there and since okay. 2008. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's, a lot, there's a lot of cases, man. I mean, around the world. Like, there's, I mean, like, one of the kids, there's, uh, we had therapy kids, too. Um, like I said about Fairglen. Um, let me just get back on that before I even go to the other story. Uh, I was at Fairglen. I used to get picked on because all the kids had, like, Jordans and Nikes and all that. I had K-Swisses, which I think were freaking comfy, bro. They had memory phone. They were, like, 50 bucks. I liked them. Kids picked on me because look at your K-Swiss. Um, you know, they were picking on me because. I had nice, cool K-Swisses, so I was like, yeah, I want those. And they were black and red, bro. Those are lasting me a good minute. The only thing is they didn't last me with the memory foam that worn down so bad. But anywho, they pick on me. They'd fight on me. You know, they wouldn't fight me. They'd pick on me to the point where I'd punch the window and be like, yo, I was like, Devin, come here. I'm like, no, they're picking on me. And like, no, they're not. And like, you're not going to do anything about this? What the fuck? Sorry. Ooh, excuse me. I'm like, I need that. What the heck? You're fine. That slipped. That slipped. That was a expression of my feelings. I didn't mean to curse you know i don't mean the curse at all but you know i don't try to curse you know i've been trying to watch my language around older kid younger kids you know i don't really curse around the older ki- younger kids because i know they're going to repeat it so that's not what i want even if i have my own kids you know anywho so they picked on me i picked on a couple kids and you know this kid named sean Lemieux, he was he was something else and he was at asperger's autism he had a problem with staring at people i didn't really think he would be staring at me after they told me after a couple of years of learning he wasn't staring at me. He just stares in the abyss like I would do, you know? And, um, you know, he's a good kid. You know, he's doing – I'm pretty sure he's good now. I, I just wish I didn't have to pick on him. I wish he wasn't my best – I wish he was my best friend. But me and him had a crush on the same girl, and she didn't go for the good boy. She went for the bad boy, which is me. I was the bad, you know, so-and-so. I didn't care. I had so many referrals in elementary school, man, because of what's oh, – most of it was profanity. Which is stupid, but you know it's elementary. You got kids there, so I can understand. And then, um, who joined the call? No one did. I blocked the meeting, so in case anyone did get the okay. meeting code, they won't be able to join. 
Okay, like I said, man, you like um like I was saying, you know, I've been through a lot. I've been through trauma, I've been through abusive situations, sexual, physical, you name it, I've been through it. And for the kids out there that hear my story right now, for the ones that especially been sexually and physically abused or even worse, I I can relate because I've been through it so many times, it's not even a joke. And even with uh kids, you know, kids being in, you know, younger teens and younger kids being in relationships, even even the older teens, you know. Them being in toxic relationships, I've been through it too. Trust me, I've been hurt so many times So I'm like, why am I even worried about it? Because this is not going to work out. That's why I'm working on myself. You know, like I said, I just got out of county for some stupid stuff that I take full responsibility for. And that's just part of me growing up because you got to, there's, there's a time and point where you want to be a kid and there's a time and point where you straighten up, man up and grow up. You know, you got to grow up somewhere or another, you know? But back to my story, um, when I went to Creative Learning, that's actually at Rockledge, 423 King Street. It's a good school. You know, if you have any, if you have any people have uh, recommendations for uh, autism kids or Downs or Down syndrome or anything, really, if, if they are qualified to go there, you know, everybody, they get new people. There's a waiting list. I'm still trying to go in there, back to that school, honestly. I'm trying to get back in the school, you know. It's a good school. Um, I got kicked out for a couple of years. They're, and I'm surprised they were willing to let me back. So, you know, most of the guys, the, the staff there, I was surprised some of them actually still worked there after the time I was gone. It was been three years. I was like, wow, everybody still works here except for you. Honestly, my favorite staff that I had a crush on for the longest was Miss Paige. Even though she's married and has a kid, I'm like, hey, you know. She's like a um, I say she's like a mom to me, kind of, I guess. And um, my favorite when I first got there at the school, Miss Kiara, she was the one, you know, she was like a mom to me. She put me through everything. Kodo is like an uncle to me. That school, most of the staff members were like family to me because they knew what I was going through. They knew something wasn't right. And I told them, even my friend Mich even my um mom's friend, my aunt Sharon, you know, my friend Glenn, you know, he's got he's had four or five open heart surgeries. He's a good kid. Well, he's an adult now. He's a good friend. You know, me and him been close, close since we were like, into like, since we were like, first since I first started, you know, he's been my best friend ever since. He's autistic too, but you know, he, he gets on the point where he gets annoying. But yeah, that's just how we all, we're all annoying sometimes, you know, but I went to the school, you know, I got kicked out because I guess I blacked out and choked a teacher out and it took his staff to get him off me, get him off him. And he didn't do nothing. I just don't know what, nothing triggered it. And I don't know what triggered it. I don't, Actually, I remember doing it now, and I feel a lot bad now. And I've told my one of my uh, people that takes me for those, like, you know, tutoring or something like that. It's weird, but yeah, they they're really good people, and I would recommend them going there if you're around the Brevard County or even close, like Coco or Rockledge and all that. King Street's on Rockledge anyway, but they're really you want you could see it. You go before you go over the railway tracks to get into Coco. It's, you'll see a big sign say creative learning. That's, it's a peach building. It's behind the old car. It's behind the um, car I building. It's like a gray building behind that is a, it's a good school. They got a playground for the kids to play on. You know, they got basketball hoop. I don't know if they still have it. I remember when I used to get at it. I'm terrible now. All the kids now that I used to go with me are gone. Like it's all little kids now. I'm like, <laughs> like everybody, all of us older kids are left. So honestly, if I do go back there, I'm willing to work with those kids. I'm willing to help every kid there as much as I can, including myself. And if it takes for me to get in that school, back in that school, I'm willing to go back no matter what it takes. And, you know, and these kids, you know, like I was saying, the kids that are like 
just because that you call a kid stupid and they don't, they don't, they, they may be like nonverbal. They can understand, even though he's autistic and doesn't speak, they understand you very well. And they have feelings too, like every other human. They may not be able to talk, but they, they are hurt too. You can see in their body language. Uh, when I was in the school, you know, I learned a lot of sign language and, you know, from my, actually my old PE teacher, Kodo. Now he's more like, he said, I say he's my PE teacher, but he's like a staff therapy. He's one of my favorites though, honestly. Kodo's my, my dog, bro. I love Kodo to death. Well, his, I don't know what, it, I don't know what, nobody really, I know what his real name was, not going to put it out there, but he's, he's a cool guy. He still does work there. Uh, Mr. Bobby still works there. He's, he's a cool guy. He's, I'm surprised he still works. I was like, dang, ever, ever since whoever works with uh, Will, which is my, like my, my brother, he's a little brother. He's fully, he's nonverbal too, Willie. My little best friend, you know, I try to cope with him as best I can, you know. And honestly, when I was at my cousin Brandy's house, you know, he we, we, he wouldn't listen. Nobody fought me. I'd have to get on him and like, yo, Willie, go to the bathroom now. He's like, no. I was like, but Willie, go. He'd get up and go. He wouldn't listen to my cousin. But I feel bad for him because Brandy would sometimes hit him or something. I don't know. He'd scream. He, sometimes he doesn't listen if you're yelling at him. you got to be like, you have to prompt him a couple times. Then he'll get up. He won't listen to none of the family members. He'll listen to me because he's close to me, you know. But um, that school, man, I'm telling you, these kids that are – getting into other like uh, autism like that are autistic and they're not in the right school or they're in a behavioral school for stupid stuff i'm recommending creative learning as one of them even though the waiting list takes a little while you can still get in and the mckay scholarship the gardener and then some other scholar i know it's the, gar- the gardener depending on if their insurance will take it or i don't know if you have to pay i had to pay like four grand to get into gardener but i already had a mckay scholarship to get in already to begin with so i had that and literally, like, it's it's a good school. I recommend it to a lot of, you know, parents that cannot, you know, that have, like, that have an autistic child or nonverbal, you know. It's a really good school if they're close to Brevard, even if they're far out. Y'all can just move down to Florida if y'all were willing to. If y'all are willing to get into school, I really suggest it a lot because not only they do one-to-one-on-one therapy, but you do, like, they have the kid. It, it's a lot. They, they teach the kids a lot. Like, I've learned, like, they, te- they process with them. And the kids have been there for years. I mean, like, it is such a good school that I shouldn't have never left, honestly. I should have never got kicked out. But, you know, that was my birth mom's fault. And, honestly, my birth mom gave up on me. Well, she gave me the foster care when I was 15. Um, Left, you know, I left her house. I was 15. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm not dealing with your, you know, so-and-so. I got tired of it of her hitting me and then get this when I was in JDC. She um I went to JDC for something that I didn't even try to hit. I wasn't no, I'm about to shoot. She hit me first and hit me in the face and abused me. Therefore, I pushed her off me and kicked her off me. I said, get off me, stop hitting me. And then after that, she just was, was like, nope, you're going to jail. I was like, okay, I know where my right is. So I did. They said uh when I went to JDC for court, they said you can either do diversion. Or you can do witnesses. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do diversion. Six months of that, it was like probation pretty much. And it was, it was easy. And honestly, it, depending on, uh, I'll keep Josh informed of what they say on August 11th. to say what my court date, that's when my next court date is for county. So I was like, ooh, they're going to probably put me on probation for a couple months to a year possibly, which is not bad at all. It, uh, it's actually, it, I can if I can do diversion for six months, I can do that with no problem. You know, like I said, man, these, like I said, kids nowadays, you know, it's, it's a lot different because they don't know how to handle themselves or they, their parents don't know how to handle them, which they, the parenting, depending on the parent, you need to, they need to learn how to cope with their child, no matter what. 
even though they're even if they're an older teen, even though they're like 16, 17, I don't it doesn't matter because kids nowadays are again bullied and committing they're not committing you're not just committing suicide because they're they want to die, they want to kill themselves. They're committing suicide because of what they're paying and what they're going through, you know. And they cut themselves not just for attention, because they're tired of dealing with the pain. There's some kids out there that I'm pretty sure are cutting right now because they're going through some stuff. But hear me out. Where I'm here and I can relate because I have scars on my arm from cutting and that's just not a situation you want to go to. It, it's a dark path and you do not want to go down it. There comes a time, there's only one time where you can, there's a one slip in the wrist or anywhere you can end your life. Like you're snapping my fingers, you, you will be dead. And trust me, you have, there's so much that people have to live for. You know, I might sound like a positive guy. I'm going, going through my own problems right there. Like I said, I went to county. And I got in trouble, you know, for stupidness, <coughs> excuse me. But, you know, it's just like the people, the more people get to know my story, the more people I will touch the heart and the more people will want to get to know me, you know. And my story just spreads around. Like, oh, look at this kid. Look at him, man. He's gone through a lot, man. He can relate to all of us. And all, and all of us together, we can stand up and stop anything like bullying, suicide, or we can get to that kid. That kid that's getting bullied, you step in front of that bully and say, no, you're going to leave this kid alone. And then go take the kid away and go talk to him. Like, hey, what's going on? Why is he hitting you? Why is he doing this? Why? And, and you just talk to that kid. That's how I always, and that's how I am with females. You know, if a female's in an abusive relationship, I'm going to take go, and if she's getting beat right in front of me, I'm going to step in front and get beat. I'm not, I'm going to take them beatings for her because I don't like seeing a female getting hit at all. Because when I was younger, I've seen my, my birth mom get beat with my sister. Well, my birth mom was pregnant with my sister, right? My sister's dad, my sister's dad beat my mom when she was pregnant with my sister. Yeah, and broke her left arm. So, yeah, I, was, I mean, I, I was kind of, I was scared. I had to kind of sit down and watch that. And then afterwards, I was just shaking. Like, I was, couldn't, do, I couldn't do anything. If, if I was the age right now and that was happening, I'd probably hurt him real bad. But that would end up me getting in trouble. But honestly, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, if how I would put it, if he was hitting my mom, I was defending my mom because my mom couldn't do anything. She's pregnant. But I was young at the time, so I didn't really, couldn't do anything. So what happened was I ran to my mom's room, hid under her bed, and mom was like, Devin, it's going to be okay. I was like, well, you need to call. I was, I was crying. I, I could not stop crying. And then I've been living with my grandmother for several years. She died like eight, 78 years ago, October, it was October 8th, 2017. So about seven years ago. And uh, she died of thyroid cancer. And uh, last time I saw her was she was in a hospital bed with staples in her neck and she could barely talk to me. I was like, I, uh, I cried because I hated seeing her like this. And she knew I was crying and hurt because, you know, every day I think about her, you know, the good times with her, you know, I don't think of the bad times. I think because the reason why she physically abused me, not only she didn't know how to handle me, but she was going through pain. She didn't know how to cope with her cancer and it was hurting her even worse. And, you know, I could tell <coughs> when I looked at one of the cancers, it's just like cancer. I should have said something then and there. I wish I could take it back. But, you know, she's doing good in heaven now, watching over me and, you know, looking over me. That's the same with my one of my friends. You know, she was a close. She was like an aunt to me. You know, she's a, she was a tutor, but she actually passed the COVID. Her name was uh, Brit Brittany. You know, she's wow. a very sweet lady. She's a very sweet, sweet woman. You know, I, I miss her a lot, dude. It, it, it hurts. I cried when I found out. My, I was in a big direct at the hospital. And when I found out, we got some bad news. Dad was like, mom, we're getting kicked out of the uh, hospital. She, not the hospital, the um, apartment. She was like, no. 
Brittany died. And I'm like, what? And I started crying. I broke down. I was like, all right, mom, I got to go. I need to talk to someone. And I was with the veteran guys, you know, the army got two veterans. One guy was still in the army. And they were like, dude, you okay? My friend Hector was like, are you okay? I was like, no, my friend died of COVID. I was like, dude, it's okay. You can cry it out. And I was just crying, dude. It hurt me so bad. And at the same time, I was like, well, I'll probably go home tomorrow or whenever. I actually went home the next day. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go home and think this through. Hey, Sorry. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. What's up? I buddy? have a question for you. Go ahead. If you could do anything different from the point right now to, let's say, when you came into foster care or whenever stuff started to happen towards you, whenever that is, what would you change? Honestly, if I could change it, it'd probably be my behavior or, or do more therapy at their end time as goes. But I would honestly wouldn't want to live with my mom because at the same time, she's a piece of, you know what, and I'm not saying that word because, you know, it's worth, it's not worth my time or my breath because at the same time, this really hurt me most because she said, when she texted me over the text, she was like, I never had a, the last text I remember, she said, I never had a son named Devin and leave me alone. Uh, and I was like, I was crying. I was like, wow, that actually hurts after she has her name. My name had it, uh, everything, ever since I was little. It, it was always about me. It was always about me and Bella. Always about mostly me. It was her little boy. Ever since she's been with the, her, um, going to be her wife, because she, yes, she's lesbian. It's just been absolute hell for me. And it's been a, adoring Bella, adoring Bella. Yes, I love my sister to death, but I want to be treated fairly. Now, yes, she's lesbian, but I, sorry for the background. Yes, she, she's lesbian, but I think the reason why she was mad because I wasn't gay. That's why. And I'll never be gay. I, I like females. And I don't care if you're if a female is fat, chubby, ugly, skinny. I don't care. If you got a great personality, that's what matters the most. If you got a great personality and you're willing to accept me in your life, by all means, I am yours and you are mine. That's just how I that's just how I am. I don't go for the looks like all these other sorry. So like all these other guys are like, oh man, she's ugly. This is a big girl. You're like, I'm dude, big. Like I said, big girls, you know, there's a lot of beautiful big girls out there, no matter what. And no matter how they look, no matter if you're skinny, a little chubby, muscular, it doesn't matter. As long as this female is actually willing to accept you in her life and you're willing to accept her in her life, I mean, your life, you're straight, man. If she's got a great personality, she's not using you for, you know, sex, not using you for your money, not using you for your car, your anything, and not doing anything. If she wants you for a good relationship and, you, and it lasts, you're good, man. You succeeded in your goal for relationship-wise. But if, if if the females are using you for your money and sex, bro, it's not a good relationship. It's technically a toxic relationship, honestly. But, you know, it's just, you know, that's just how I am. You know, I don't go for looks. If you got a great personality, I'm like, damn, you, you know, if you're starting to get along, I'm like, okay, you know, I like her. Let me, let me talk to her. And, you know, it's just like you start to get along. Y'all be friends for a little bit and you actually want to go out. I'm like, hey, can I take you out on a date for our first time? It's like, I don't know. I was like, you know what? If you want, I'll let you think about it. We can still talk, though. You know, it's just how I am. Uh, I've actually not taken a female on the date, but I've been willing to do it so bad to where the point where I'm like, dang, this is going to be my first date? Heck yeah, man. Because, you know, I've never had the money at the time because I haven't been working. Once I start working, I can take, I can take any girl on the date, even if a girl is here or is right now. Uh, if, if any female wants, you know, I'm not up for you know anything right now, but it, it, like I said, man, I don't care 
like I said, there's dudes that I think are cute, no homo, but I'm straight, like I said, you know, I'm not gay, I'm not bi, I'm straight, you know, I like specifically females, and I don't care what the female looks like, I don't care if, you know, there's some, there's some like, well, I I don't really want to go out to you, it's not because you look ugly, it's just you're not my type, you know, there's some females that are like, okay, you're not my type, but we can at least be friends, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to do that, but, you know, you see what I mean, if you got a great personality, yeah, but if you're not like my type, then I won't go out with you. You know, like I'll, I'll date any skin color female and all that. But like I said, it depending on the personality or in the person. If they person has a great personality and a person, you're good as gold. And man, I've been just I've been through a lot of relationships, toxic relationships. It's it's just like, well, why? I'm tired of looking for females. I'm waiting for females to come to me and ask me, hey, can we get to know each other? Hey, can we go do this? I was like, yes, we can go do that. Once I get to know that female for a little bit, it's good as gold, man. And she's willing to like flirt and like me. And I, sometimes I don't even notice the female flirting. I'm, I'm usually flirting with her. Like, hey, you're, you're cute. You know, I'm like, can I get your snap and all that? Nah, I'm not. I'm done with that. I'm like, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to talk to the female and be like, hey, you know, I'm also wondering if I can, you know, get your snap. You know, maybe we can get each other, know each other a little more. She's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So that's how I am. You know, if you're willing to like, accept me into your life and all that I'm willing to do and Josh is my best friend like I said me and him like when we saw each other started talking we clicked like like two peas in a pot man we definitely uh, go way back dude we go way back it's not even a joke bro (laughs) like Like, there it is like you could ask me before I went into the group home do I know anyone I would say no you wouldn't say no, you wouldn't. You, me and Ethan came up to you like, bro, you want to be a part of our group? It was like, yeah, exactly. so we, were, we were all we were, it was just us three just hanging out and stuff, you know, us three just chilling, you know, vibing and everything. You know, we didn't care, but the other kids were always like fighting, arguing, cursing. We we're like, bro, we're not even getting involved in that. I'm not worth, I'm not wasting my breath on that. There's comes a, there was coming a time and point where we cursed them out a couple of times. I was it, I fought, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm just man, it was crazy. So if you have anything to say to the young folks, like say new foster parents and new um, group foster kids foster, and group kids, new, what would you I say? Actually, do have a few things to say. If y'all are new foster parents and y'all want and y'all are dealing with a foster kid with siblings, take it step by step. Try to earn their trust. It may take a little bit, but trust me, it'll work out perfectly in the end. The kid once you start to get to know that kid. It gets hard after time. For the new foster kid groups, I'm suggesting do not go into any group homes. Get you a foster parent or foster parents immediately because these group homes that our kids are going to, it's not worth it. I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's not worth it. And the foster kids that are new, you know, it, you just got to keep pushing and pushing until you find that right family. Then you know you're meant to be. No matter what, you just got to keep pushing. No matter what push it goes through your way, no matter suicidal, depression, People pushing you away, people arguing with you, people fighting you, people hurting you, people abusing you. Keep pushing no matter what. You will find that family like I did and Josh did. You will find that family that is right for you, that will honestly respect you. There are new parent foster parents that don't, don't even want children of their own. They want to foster kids because they know what it's like to go through that. And for you new foster parents out there, y'all, I, I really appreciate y'all for anybody that's hearing my story right now, you know. This story will get out to so many people and them foster parents. Like I said, new foster parents, just keep it 100 with your kids. Do not lie to the kids. You know, just tell them, hey, this, that, this, that. You know, can we take you out to eat? You know, just 
do something that they like to do. You know, take them out if you can. If you, if you, if you got no money, just take them out somewhere they want to go. Ask them, hey, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Try to get involved with the kids, you know. Try to get like, hey, can we play video? Like if it's a, like a foster dad. You're a foster dad and you have a foster son. Honestly, if the son is playing video games, play, try to ask him, like, hey, can I play video games with you? So like, yeah, sure. Get, let the kid, and for the new foster kids, foster sons, foster boys, girls, you know, don't matter. Even let that foster parent guide you. Not only that, let that foster parent help you in, you know, hang out with you. Try to bond with the kids and the kids try to bond with the parents. It may be weird at first, but hey, you got to get to know each other one way or another. And that's how it, and surprisingly, since I didn't go to an actual foster home, it was technically uh, my best friend, which I was surprised that they were adopting me and they didn't know I was coming to the house. And I didn't even know it too when my case manager brought me from the bakery, but it, it, it all will work out for, for both sides. You know, I'm going to be honest with y'all. There are some foster parents out there that are not too good, but that's just, that's just how foster care is. You know, DCF is, you know, S-H-I-T, sorry, excuse my language. But like I said, y'all just, y'all need to just work on like, you know, like even if the kid is going through some stuff, if the kid, like I said, for the new foster kids, and I'm sorry, I was going to repeat that. New foster parents that are seeing a kid that's angry, let that kid calm down, especially if they have trauma in their history for the new foster parents. If the kid has trauma in his history and is very like angry, let the kid calm down. Once see that kid, the child is calm. Walk up to them, knock on the door, or if anything, like, hey, are you okay? Can we talk? They'd be like, if they, sometimes the, for the new foster kids, you know, sometimes y'all like to be spacey for the, new, for the new part. I understand that. But sometimes y'all just got to be like, yeah, come in or come, give it like a couple, give it like an hour, maybe an hour and a half, or maybe less than that. Because it takes a while. So for kids that have trauma, for the new foster kids that have trauma and stuff, for the, and even because it goes for the new foster parents, if a kid has trauma, let the, ch- let the child just, be on its own now if they you know it's for some foster kids you know they've been through a lot and they just don't know some kids you know some other foster kids you know they don't know understand like how to ask proper like manners and all that some foster kids you know depending on their situation some foster kids were homeless I'm gonna be honest with you some new foster kids might be homeless you never know even the foster kids in the past might be homeless but at least now the foster system is kind of effed up but that's what I'm saying to you new foster kids find the home immediately these group homes out in Florida and anywhere are no joke. They are no good. Excuse me. <laughs> it's just going to mess it, mess your thing up way worse. And that's a, that's a proven fact between me, Devin, me, Devin Edwards, and Josh Ogazzoli. Josh. And you can ask Josh questions with me if y'all want. You know, ask questions to him. Like, hey, you know, my story continues. And it always will continue for the podcast. Um, this is my second episode as a special guest. But, you know, it's just my story will always kick to the kickback and just like, wow, this kid is really inspiring. A lot of people come up to me and be like, are you like 27, 25? No, I'm actually 18, honestly. It only because the reason why guys, older men look at me as like older is because of how I respect and how I, how I talk to them, you know, and, uh, you know, how I, I understand, you know, it's, it's weird because I'm only 18 and I'm six foot, but like at the same time, that's why I look older. I don't even have facial hair like that, to be honest. I look like I have a baby face. But, you know, it's like, you know, like I said, the new parents that are getting involved in the foster system for the new foster kids, take your time with the foster kids. And like I said, man, this foster system will eventually, the foster kidding, the kid thing, adoption thing, 
hopefully we'll grow, 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 and just keep growing until these kids will find a better home no matter what. And yeah, that's just, that's that's it. That's that's it. You know, if I had more, I'd say something. So I'm pretty much good on the most part. This kind of made up my day. Well, my morning. Well, I know a lot of people were asking me this question, and when I was sharing about it, about the question that they were asking me was like on. How long does the podcast takes to make? How long every just basically what keeps you motivated of doing a podcast? And it's well, like, you know, in what keeps you motivated? Well, when I when I ask you for a week to do the podcast, I usually what keeps me motivated is I want to inspire people. I want people to hear my story and understand that you're not alone. They're not alone. Neither foster parents are not, you know, foster kids. They are not alone because they have kids out here. And I'm 18. I'm an adult. We're out here because we've been through it. And I'm not just the only one that's been through it. There are other people that have been through it, maybe even worse than me, you know. You just never know. And I want, hope this podcast and my work, my story goes out to more than just a whole bunch of people. It'll go out to probably wildly anywhere in Maine, New Jersey, you know, you never know where this will take me. You never well, know where it will take you, Josh. You know, you never know. Yeah. You well, never know. Honestly, bro, we could be famous. I could be even famous just being the special podcast. Yeah. You know, you never know. Well, a lot of people were asking me about you and stuff. And one question that really stand out to me is, are you going to keep him as a special guest? Because... A lot of people were saying that I shouldn't keep you as a special cat guest. I should just keep you in the podcast itself, like, oh yeah, regularly. And That's true. I just I told them I wasn't sure. I wanted to get your opinion on it because well, you my know, opinion, a lot of well, people. Have, this the reason why I come in as a special guest because a lot of people ask that question a lot. Well, you know. I would love to be in it regular, honestly, but there's other things I'm doing too. There's like, I'm going to be start working soon. I would love, honestly, if I'm on my free time when he's doing podcasts, I would love to be in it regularly. When he's doing podcasts, there's no, I have no problem with that. As long as I'm not busy, we're gooch. And even we're if good. it's like in the mornings, even if it's in the morning, if I like have to wait really I, I in the morning, like early in the morning, if I got to like wake right up. Now. That, like right now, 2 a.m., what the hell's going on? She's like, what's going on? You know, everyone's like, dude, you posted that at 2 a.m.? I was like, yeah, I'm up. You know, I'm up. Uh, keeps me motivated, man. I've been chilling, you know, kicking back. and like, man, I got to have a motivational speech. And right now, I'm saying I said my motivational speech to these people. Yeah, it's, it's really and different I'm, from hearing other perspectives on it really, it really is. And, of course... Not a lot, of, like, all my friends that I know before I was in a group home, they never right. even heard of foster care. And yeah, that, made, that made me feel really sad because... It, it, it really, that's the same with me. It made me kind of feel like, wow, that's kind of weird how you never heard of foster care, man. It, yeah. Everybody knows about foster Most people know about foster care, but certain kids that don't know about it, it's kind of it's kind of messed up because, nope, they, they're coming into a situation they don't even know what they did wrong or what's going on, you know? Yeah. We, 
I know a lot of people and myself would love to keep you on this instead of a special guest. Have you as a regular Hey, person? man, if, I gotta, if they hear this podcast right now, I can do it regular. And then give me time and day and I'll be on. Then, of course, with people, if you know anyone that wants to share their story, please just let me know. Call me. Uh, I can link down my, if you want to link down my number below or my Snapchat, y'all want to ask me questions, by all means, go for it. And I'll, I'll do the same, but. Yeah, same. That's up to y'all. If y'all want to let me be, know, like, what. It won't, it won't be, be my personal long. number. Yeah. I have my only personal number is the thing. I only have a personal number. But my Snapchat is my main go-to. If any of y'all have a question, add me on Snapchat. Like, hey. They'd be like, hey, are you the special guest podcast, Devin? And I was like, yes, I am. You know, all that. Just so I know my where. I was like, so you were talking about Foster. I'm like, I know you've been through a lot. I was like, I'm, you know, you tell me these questions. Like, I've been through this, that. And I was like, yeah, man, I can relate, man. And we can be good friends because I'm in the podcast. Like, it's not no joke, man. I'm telling you. It's just, just straight up facts and straight up honesty of what me and Josh have been through. Josh especially yeah. has been through a lot, man, you know. Coming from another sp- perspective of me, it's, it's a lot, you know. It, it takes a lot to just vent like this, you know. It takes a lot of, like, guts to, and deep down in your soul to, like, actually, like, express it. It took me a while to, like, man, I don't know if I want to do this podcast. It took me a little bit. It was like, you know what? If I tell people my story, <laughs> it'll make them feel a lot better because they're not the ones that – they're not alone, you know. And even with kids that aren't in foster care – it they gives can them relate. a good perspective. It gives them a pro- good perspective what it of is. foster care. Yeah, of them overthink, of them thinking like, oh, do I, I really don't want to go to foster care, you know? You know, <laughs> you know Be- what I mean? Yeah, because a lot of people say they would benefit from foster care. Right. Uh, they and won't. You know, the, and like, like I said, there's, there's a like, honestly, one of my um, younger friends, he's not really my friend, he's a younger kid that looks up to me. He was in foster care. He had a rich family. There's a lot of families out there that have a lot of money that are willing to get a child, even a foster care child. And usually it's not about the money. They're willing to spend that time with you to go to SeaWorld. They're take, I mean, listen, this kid named one of my younger friends, he's a little kid that looks up to me. His name is Sean. He, he, he was finna go to like Disney World. I mean, he, they were paying for it for him. He was, I mean, he was the only child, too, that he adopted. But then he got, he got, his mom got custody back, and I was like, dude, he could have had the best time of his life. You know, could have been had everything. Look at it now. He's in a trailer park with his mom, and yeah. I feel bad for the kid, though. I really do. Yeah, I, I mean, really feel bad for him, man. I mean, with even with people that think they have everything, they really, they really don't. They don't. Like, and I'm, honestly, I dislike a lot of people that know it all about, they think they know about foster They say that, uh, oh, you know, foster is bad. No, no, no. You don't know it's foster if you haven't been in foster care. You don't know any of it if you haven't been at the group homes. Therefore, you cannot say anything. Therefore, stay out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I'm just speaking yeah. straight facts and straight up honesty. Like, if you haven't been in foster care and you're a know-it-all and you think you know that foster care is not no good, foster care is good, you know, you don't, you, you, and you haven't been in foster care, don't say nothing. That's just p- period. Don't say nothing. Because if you haven't been in foster care, if you think you know about foster care more than me and Josh, you stay out of it. Because me and Josh have been in, we're in foster care technically. And we know what it's like. Yeah. Dude, it, mean. it's not fun. It's not fun at all. 
Because DCF does not care. They'll put you anywhere. They don't care. They'll leave you. Like, right, he's he's yours. Yours to take care yeah. of you know? I know <laughs> my aunt is trying to get me out, but I kind of gave her a bad name before, so I just want to glorify she's not really a bad person. She had really – she had no one to help her at the time when Understandable. we get in trouble because, like, with me, I used to be a troublemaker back well, then. Yeah, same with- yeah, same with me. That's the same how I was. That's why I was saying when I was in elementary, I used to be really bad troublemaker. I used to get in trouble like constantly. You know, I, don't know, I got in trouble like back to back when I was younger. I mean, honestly, when I was in the group home, apparently I had, you know, sex with so many females that I don't even remember because I smoked weed in the pipe and I don't remember half the females I had sex with. So I'm kind of scared myself if a female's going to come up to me and be like, oh, you're, you're the dad. I have DNA testing and a birth certificate that you need to sign into your child. And I'm like, I would be shocked. I'd be like, okay. Um, I'd be kind of scared. I'd be like, oh, God. Because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, re- I don't really remember it like that. Like, you know. Yeah. And you even, know? yeah, like, even with, uh, what was it? Well, how am I going to phrase this? You can help me, Devin, with this one because I know I may not phrase this in a good enough way. Uh, where people are going to understand it. Put it how but, you think you're going to put it, and then I'll try to rephrase it. How about Yeah, that? that's why I was saying you could help me okay, on yeah. this one. Yeah, okay. But foster care sometimes has benefits, sometimes don't. It really and, depends. Uh, and depend, Like I said, um, sorry to interrupt, but like, like he was ahead. saying, depending on what your situation is, um, a, lot of the, a lot of the kids nowadays um, – Either getting abused, beaten, beaten up. Like I mean, abused to where they're being tortured. Like I mean, like burned, whipped with whips. I mean, it's bad enough to where they're getting bruised, definitely punched in the face. I mean, it's bad. It's that bad, and that's why. Or even like they get starved to to the point where they're skin and bones. And I'm like, what? In the, why are they doing this? This kid is like, I asked the kid, "What is the last time you?" He's like, "I haven't eaten in a month." I'm like, "Dude, you know what? I'm going to go shopping for him and get you some food." And that's how I that's how I am with any kid. If a kid hasn't eaten in more than a month or two, surprisingly, and still survived, I'm gonna get that kid food. I'm gonna go buy him all out food. I don't care. And if he's gonna have nice clothes, I'm gonna step in and be that like brother or something, or even dad if I had to be, and you know, buy him stuff, you know, and you know, just support that child, even if it's younger child or even 12 year old, 13 year old. I can if that kid is just eating constantly and can't stop, hasn't eaten good. You know that something's up with something up at the house. You feel me? You know that kid was not eating. Yeah. You know that kid was, they were starving the, you know, hell out of that kid. Excuse my language. You know, they were starving that kid to the point where he couldn't, he didn't want to eat. And he just like, why, why am I not eating? Why are they not feeding him? Yeah. You know, these kids, you know, like Ethan was telling me, all they were eating was beans. That was one bean every freaking day. I was like, (laughs) he got out of, (laughs) sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you're kind of my ass. Am I messing up? Sorry. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Do you well, want I me guess to then... talk a little? Yeah, or... you can talk. Yeah, talk a little because I got a headache. That's because I I smoked too much nicotine. Yes, I smoked nicotine because I can't smoke marijuana, so I'm okay yeah. with that. So you feel me? You get my point, Josh. Yeah. You, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Go ahead, Josh. Like I was saying before on how sometimes foster care have benefits, sometimes they don't. 
Like some kids, if they get reunited and they're all happy, but other With times, their family, yeah, other yeah. times they're just left down in the SEH. Basically left in the the gutters. And and the gutters, and not only that, they're left in a hellhole that they can't even get themselves out of, which is the difficult part, you know, and I feel bad for the kids that are going through that and are trying to get out, or even kids that are trying to get a job, but the people are looking at them like, oh, you're not acceptable, you know? And I'm going to be honest with you, for the kids that do not have a job, or at least 16 or late, they're trying to get a job, and if they're disabled, or even not even disabled, Go to one if no matter where you live, go to a Walmart and they will hire if they're hiring, most likely they're hiring, and they pay at least right now. I'm pretty sure they're paying $22 an hour minimum, is what I've heard. They might be even paying $17 to $16 an hour. So and Publix is paying $16 an hour too. If you work at Publix, they're paying $16 an hour. And honestly, if you're willing to show that you work hard anywhere, you're willing to succeed in life. If you even if it takes a small step, baby step, even if the it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. So, like I said, man. Oh, shoot. My phone's going to die, but can I um, can I charge it? And then we'll do this uh, whenever you give me a day and we'll do it. Yeah, but I found out it, they do pay $13.12 hourly. And for a oh. year, it's 90 k What for? For Walmart. Thirteen dollars an hour. Well, down yeah. well, where, where you're at, if we're down here, they're paying like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I'll, what I've heard. But I've heard. I'll continue I've on over, this. I've, yeah, I've seen posts all over where they're posting like twenty-two dollars an hour. I'm like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, man. I gotta get going, guys. It was nice talking, to y'all. Hope this story gets out to y'all. Love you guys so much. You know, you know, for the guys, no homo. For the females, you know, good luck for all y'all. For y'all foster parents, good job keeping up the good work. Keep going and pushing, kids, because I will succeed in life no matter what. Even if it takes too much, you just got to keep pushing. Yep. That's my word today. Peace out. See All right, Josh. Peace out, bro. Peace, man. But, yeah. A lot of people, it's just hard for a lot of people to understand what people are going through because they never lived it. And what Devin was saying, try and put yourself in their shoes for once. And you may see, it may seem like they have the joy, they're all happy at school, but sometimes they're really not. But this is all for tonight, and I'll see you on the next one.